This episode of Grow Getters is brought to you by the Grow Getters Growth Hacks newsletter. Subscribe at growgetterspodcast.com for your regular fix of hands-on hacks for business babes. Hey guys, you're listening to Grow Getters, the future skills podcast for smart women in business. We exist for one simple reason. We are here to help you grow. Each week, we drop a brand new app that covers the latest trends, tools, tips to make sure your business or career is future ready. Today, you're chatting with Grow Getters hosts, Tiffany Hart and Tanya Gama. Hello. In today's episode, we'll explain what the hell customer personas are, why they are essential to your business strategy and how you can start using them right now. But before we get into it, Tiff, is there anything you've read, watched or listened to that's inspired you this week? Well, actually, it is quite simple and a very short inspiration, but I had a nice conversation with my brother and uh, he said he was doing a challenge in July and it's called Speak Your Mind in July. I'm scared. (laughs) Watch out, Tanya. I know. (laughs) And uh, he really inspired me because he said, you know, it's very often that we filter ourselves. We filter our thoughts. We filter our, you know, ourselves in our environments with our close relationships And uh, he's basically practicing being more open and being more generous with who he is. It doesn't mean you have to be angry with somebody, but it actually means if you see a good quality in somebody, you can actually praise them. Oh, that's nice. Or you you see something that you really enjoy. So you're kind of working on exploring the the space of giving what you feel. But um, I think with Speak Your Mind in July, I would like to do the same thing. But I don't think it's about just saying really what's on your mind, but I think it's really about the exercise of being honest and open with the people closest to you and uh, yeah and opening up if it's on a, a level of seeing a good quality or seeing a good thing in somebody sharing that. I like that. I think as women, we definitely can tend to, okay, massive generalization here, but we do tend to be people pleasers as well. So I think it's also a, a nice exercise to learn how to sometimes just say no to mm-hmm. things as That's well. That's a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. As women, and I'm speaking for myself, saying no to things, God, it's hard, but it's so, so important because in the end, you're only disappointing yourself. Yeah, totally. And very often I find myself going, okay, um, should I say that or not? You know? Yes. Second guessing yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I'm going to do that too. Cool. What what is it called again? Speak your mind in July. Speak your mind in July. Let's do it, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) And you, Tanya, what about you? Um, I have a recommendation for a YouTube video. It's a little bit old. I think it's about two years old, but it's still as relevant as ever, I think. So it's a presentation um, from an amazing grow getter, a woman we really love and admire called Cindy Gallup. And she is one of the greats from the advertising industry. And she's also a huge activist for female representation in business so and diversity as well. So she was a guest at the 3% conference in Australia a couple of years back and this video was her keynote presentation which essentially tackled the you know endemic and highly pervasive boys club mentality Mm. that exists in the ad industry which is horrid in this video she draws on some staggering research on how gender inequality and sexual harassment is absolutely rife in business today Mm -hmm. and it's a really dire dire situation and then she runs through five key principles 
to help create an industry for the future where women and minority groups can really thrive, can feel safe going to work, Mm -hmm. can really grow and flourish. So I highly recommend this watch and we'll, of course, include the link in the show notes, but it's really inspiring. Awesome. I love Cindy Gallup and I want her on the podcast. I know. We're going to start a campaign together (laughs) on help us, guys, help us. (laughs) Great. I can't wait to see it. So let's get started with today's top tips of creating customer personas for your business or brand. First, let's take a trip down memory lane. In the old days before social media, rising competition and digital disruption, most businesses had what they called a target market. Their target market was a broad group of people they wanted to target their product or service to via various broadcast marketing activities. A target market was usually defined by a set of demographics. For example, women, 21 to 32, professional, no kids, metropolitan, and earns between 80 to 100 or 120,000 per year. This was mainly because it was how media agencies were able to sell inventory like TV or radio spots or magazine ads, for example. As technology has completely revolutionized the way brands communicate to potential customers, this target market methodology became utterly irrelevant. Hyper-personalized marketing has become the norm as the rise of direct-to-consumer D2C brands dominate the landscape, particularly on social media. And in addition, businesses and companies that want to succeed in the future must adopt a wholly human-centric mindset and practice. So this means that rather than being product first, they become people first and put their customers at the center of everything they do, not just their marketing, but their services, experiences, brand touch points, product development, research, you name it. So this human-centric ethos simply doesn't work with a target market approach because you've got to get deep. You've got to get personal if you want to connect with potential customers. And this is exactly where your customer personas come in. A persona is an incredibly rich picture of your desired customer or customers. Like we said, it's not a flat and superficial description of a target market. It goes deep. It tells a story and it literally helps you visualize the person you want to build your products and services for, deeply connect with and communicate your businesses to. Exactly. And like Tanya said, personas have the power to underpin everything you undertake as a human-centric business. They serve as a reminder to ask yourself things like, does my website serve this persona? Is it product relevant to my persona? Is it how I'd like to talk to this person in real life? Put simply, personas are powerful. Tech giants like Airbnb literally have their personas visualized and described on posters and artwork all over their HQ offices. Personas are a rich portrait of your customers. and Without your customer, who are you serving and why do you exist? Personas are indicative of the type of customer you want to reach and serve. And depending on the size and scale of your business, the number of them will vary. You might only have one persona or two or three or more. We recommend to start with two or three and no more than six. You may only need one. Let's take you through some of the key steps and tips to crafting your key customer personas. First up is selecting your personas. Let's use Grow Getters as an example. Broadly speaking, we aim to serve smart women in business to help them grow their careers or businesses. In this very broad pool of women, we could honestly have a gazillion different personas, as all of you ladies are wonderful, unique, individual humans in your own right. That's right. But we focus on three personas that are not only indicative of who our desired audience comprises, but are selected based on their specific goals and needs. So without going into the details of each persona just yet, we have selected these three. Number one is Sarah. She's our nine to fiver that spends her spare time on a serious side hustle she's passionate about growing. Number two is Kristen, 
a professional young executive looking to rise the ranks in the organisation she works in and make a name for herself in the industry. And number three is Mel, a female founder who has her own business or startup and wants to ensure that it is sustainable in the future and continues to grow. So can you see how these three women have both common needs, but also some very specific differences? And plus, by giving these women a name and a description, we've already started painting a far richer picture than, let's say, millennial smart business oriented women as a target group. So in a nutshell, it's unrealistic to have a million different personas, but the key is finding the ones that are the most indicative of who you want to serve, differentiated by their needs and motivations. So next up is critical information. What exactly do you need to include for each persona? This really depends on what information is necessary to help you develop products for them, talk to them and understand them. At a bare minimum, we recommend including these three factors. Number one, what are their dreams? Number two, what are their needs? And number three, what are their pain points? Their dreams are their goals. What does Sarah want out of life? What is her ultimate goal of fantasy? What does success look like for her? Their needs are what they want. What does Sarah need help with to reach her goals? What does she want from brand service product X? What does she need to fulfill her busy lifestyle? Pain points are the annoying things that stand in their way. What's stopping Sarah from achieving? What are the things getting in her way? What are the things making her life hard? By having the answers to these three points, you immediately get to know and understand the depth of Sarah's character. And this helps as a business or brand to connect with her and fulfill some of these needs. And you might be asking, how the heck can you come up with these answers for a made up persona? Well, ladies, the answer is research. Some personas are based on real and actual people, and that is completely fine. But in order for a persona to be an indicative example of a wider group, you need to base your personas on real factors stemming from actual research. Now, before you start thinking, oh shit, I have to spend money commissioning market research, but I honestly have no budget for this, etc., etc., do not worry. There are heaps of ways you can conduct your own qualitative research. For one thing, there's a little thing called social media you might have heard of, which has given us unprecedented access into the lives of millions of people. So find examples of people who could be your desired customer and take a look at what they are sharing, talking about and following. Join Facebook and LinkedIn groups that feature these people and follow conversation threads to get a deeper understanding of who they are. If you already have a steady flow of customers and followers, don't be afraid to ask them directly questions or survey them. There are a number of ways to conduct your own research. This is essentially a topic in itself. We should cover this in another episode. Mm -hmm, But what matters is that you pepper these insights into your personas so they have true and factual depth to them. Our next point is to tell their story. Every picture tells a story, right? It's the same for your personas. We recommend that you bring them to life with a mix of visual and written aspects that give you a clear snapshot of who they are. Personas can be illustrated in many different incarnations as possible. They can be videos, they can be posters, they can be visual portraits. We use templates for our personas that are used by the HPI D School, the premier institution for design thinking in Europe. 
We'll share some of these examples in our newsletter and on Instagram. You can print up your personas in giant poster form and hang them in your office or in your home if you don't have an office, (laughs) in your home office. (laughs) You can use them as a screensaver on your laptop. You can share them with your team so everyone is on board, whatever way works for you. What's important is your personas are not two-dimensional, but they tell a story in a captivating way that reminds you of who you're serving. And our final point is that personas evolve. Guys, personas are people. And just like people, they are always changing and evolving. So remember to refresh your personas every so often. These are not just artifacts that are set in stone, but they move with the times. Just as your customers shift, so your business must move with them too. So guys, we hope that you've come away from this episode with an understanding of what personas are and how they can help you connect deeper to your desired customers or audiences. Like always, we will include some links and examples of personas in the show notes and on Instagram. Plus, you'll find even more details in our Grow Getters Growth Hacks email newsletter too. So to wrap up this week's episode on personas, here's a quote from Alan Cooper, who is credited with originally creating the method of personas in the interactive design world. He says, personas provide us with a precise way of thinking and communicating about how users behave, how they think, what they wish to accomplish and why. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe to Grow Getters on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your potties, and please rate and review us on Apple so we can get boosted up the charts. We would love that. We'll continue to cover the latest business trends, methods, and hacks every single week to get you growing. Chat to you again soon. Ciao. Bye.